exclusivity if, if that's what we're going to do, outline a timetable um, and, and try and, and, and hold everything together with, uh, with this term sheet. I, I, would, I would add um, you know, that I've seen in a couple of instances uh, where a deal needs to happen very quickly that people are dry, di skipping the term sheet and going right into the definitive documents. Uh, as they don't want to get bogged down and, and um, you know, there just isn't time. Um, so I, I, I agree with, that, with, with what everybody said about the advantages. Um, and I just think in the world of the pandemic, some buyers are saying, you know, here's our term sheet. You don't have to sign it. Uh, if you want us to move forward, we're going to just go right to uh, definitive uh, documents. And so um, Louis, maybe I can help on the, on the, on the segue here to give you kind of a counterpoint strategically if you're the seller and you're over eager to just say, yes, 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 bias, uh, you're really playing with your cards wide open. Uh, you do want to kind of hold back a little bit and understand what, what the core of the transaction is. So that maybe is a good segue to the disadvantages. Um, from, from a buyer perspective, sure, if you can get somebody to agree in principle that they want to be acquired and then you're going to grind them into dust in the nuance, uh, then good for you. <laughs> but it depends on what side you're on. That's actually a really good point. Um, and that goes back to the whole, where's the leverage in the transaction? Yeah. And leverage may have shifted given the environment we're in and depending on which uh, industry you're looking at. Um, but uh, if you are a seller and you, you aren't, you don't have a lot of companies kind of jumping at you and really wanting to buy you, then you probably don't have a leverage right now. Um, and if you go forward without a term sheet, uh, you know, will be to you. Right. Yeah. And I think that there's also a middle ground, right? So you can have lists of terms that are not necessarily signed in uh, a particularly you know, extensive term sheet negotiation, kind of what Louis had alluded to before, but kind of having the high level, okay, what are we buying? How much are you buying it for? So just kind of laying out general terms so that people are on the same page. So you do have some, a starting point for the definitive agreement to be drafted. That, that's a good point. The, the other um, item, there's a, point on this list called costs and sometimes um, sellers in particular think uh, you know they're trying to manage costs depending on the size of the transaction and now I've got to negotiate a term sheet and then go and negotiate a purchase agreement as well but I don't actually think you save money necessarily by avoiding a term sheet I think you just you, you recoup those costs or you experience those costs on the backside when you get into the purchase agreement the diligence stage yeah, probably quite the contrary, right? It just takes that much longer to get definitive docs and there's no guarantee they'll get done because the two parties might realize deep into it that they're very wide apart. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess to put a bow on it, in, in, a, in, a, in most circumstances, apart from when there just isn't time for a term sheet and it's, a, you know, the house is burning down or it's a bankruptcy situation, um, you know, the, the, the buyer wants the term sheet in order to uh, bind the seller on exclusivity. So the seller is going to have leverage up until the point that that, ter that term sheet with exclusivity is signed. Once that is signed, there's just a giant shift in leverage over to the side of the buyer. And uh, the buyer at that point uh, will, will 
draft the definitive documents most of the time, and then they will be uh, uh, in. There will be no additional seller-friendly terms that aren't aren't in the term sheet. So it's it's very important if you are a seller to try and get what you can get uh, before you go uh, exclusive. And and that's a, a great segue to the next question is, you know, what is a term sheet? You know, typically it's a non-binding instrument. Um, there's a very rare circumstance where you make a term sheet fully binding in order to get a regulator to start reviewing it for antitrust law purposes. Uh, we, we've seen that in just a very, very limited uh, set of circumstances. So for the most part, uh, a term sheet's non-binding, and there are just specific provisions that might be binding, and there's a list here on the screen, exclusivity, confidentiality, sometimes uh, fees and expenses, and, and, and diligence. Um, uh, Vitaly, are you seeing any change in, in, uh, during the pandemic as to what, what provisions of the term sheet uh, are binding? Yeah, I mean, I've seen uh, here and there, I've seen some really odd propositions that uh, companies have count, uh, come to me for advice on, you know, really kind of odd, you know, binding or prepay, uh, you know, pay to, well, a company's asking, in one case, uh, a potential buyer to prepay a deposit that's non-refundable to even do due diligence. I mean, some really odd things out there. And I think a lot of it is driven by, I mean, some of it is is a little trickery, but other parts are kind of, uh, a little bit of fear in the water and uh, fear of losing opportunities um, in, you know, in one case or trying to snap something up quickly in another case. Natasha, Brian, any changes that you've seen in the practice? Uh, I, I think what we've got on the screen are the typical list of uh, binding provisions. Uh, um, are, are you seeing any changes in the market? Not really. I think generally sometimes governing law, like sometimes you have non-solicit, non-compete, depending on what type of transaction you have. Um, those are some that maybe aren't on that list that are sometimes binding. Well, that's a great question for the lawyers out there. Um, New York or Delaware law for governing law in a term sheet? What do you prefer, Brian? I'm, I, I always default to Delaware in general. Same. <laughs> Same. So there was a case in Delaware a couple of years ago where a, a seller tried to back out of a term sheet and uh, the, the, the court ruled that there was an implied uh, duty of good faith to um, uh, proceed on the basis of, 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 that, of that term sheet. And um, I, th I think there's been a move away from Delaware law as a result that, that it could somehow um, be more binding than than the parties intended, and there's been a move to um, New York law. But going back to the prior slide, uh, Vitaly, if you don't mind, you know, the one thing that I've seen change during this pandemic is on fees and expenses. I'm seeing buyers uh, tell sellers that if they try and propose any term that's different uh, in the definitive documents than what was agreed in the term sheet, uh, that they will ask the seller to pay their fees and expenses. And, and that is really an, an intentional hammer to say to the sellers, hey, listen, you know, uh, we've got you and, and don't try and renegotiate this deal. It needs to go fast and, it, and it, we can't waste uh, expenses uh, renegotiating things uh, that were already agreed. Um, so that's that's the one thing that that I'm seeing in in the market right now with uh, you know being as buyer friendly um, uh, as it is. Um, I'm not seeing entire term sheets uh, going binding uh, just yet, although I think that uh, we may see that in uh, more desperate circumstances uh, as the year goes on. Just um, really, just a, 
throw something out there. Um, it's not so much a change, but kind of a response, which is, and this is for the, the sellers out there. And this goes back to the whole leverage conversation, which is, it doesn't matter when you're doing it, but keep in mind that the buyer may be imposing that condition that Louis just described, um, but they will not feel reticent to throw in new conditions and new terms in the transaction uh, when you get to the purchase stage. Um, so uh, I would um, say, depending on the leverage, if you, if you, if you are not completely at risk, um, try and fight provisions like that where you don't have the ability to continue negotiating as you go along because the truth is a transaction is a living thing. It morphs, it adjusts, um, and the more the sides learn about each other as they go along, the more things just kind of pop up out of the woodwork. Um, and that also goes to exclusivity on the sales side. Um, you are locked in at that point, so keep it short. Make the buyer come back to you every 30 days if you can. Um, hard to do 30 days, but the buyer's going to want 90 days or more. Make them come back. Make them keep asking for it because every time they do, then there's a conversation about, well, how's the progress on this transaction? Is the buyer going fast enough? You can use these things if you can um, make sure that the term sheet has the right provisions going forward. Another thing to be careful of for exclusivity was uh, I had a situation where the exclusivity period just extended automatically. So if you hit an end, it would just continue for another period of time. So just being careful of that because it can go on and on forever with no end in sight. So um, that's another thing you have to be careful when you're looking at exclusivity provisions is just to see when is the end date and is there some type of evergreen language that it'll never end. Yeah, there's one question we've got in the uh, in the Q and A about whether we're seeing breakup fees added to the term sheet, and um, I I do think that that's something that people are proposing uh, right now are are break fees. Buyers are saying, hey, if I'm going to go to the, the trouble and expense of of going uh, uh, exclusive and diving into this, and, and if you uh, you know do do an alternative deal after the end. Um, I, I want to get paid. I, I don't, I wouldn't mean to say that it's become the norm at all. Uh, just I've seen buyers uh, just try a lot of tricks to, uh, to bind sellers in these times. Yeah, I would add something. To, I'm, I'm suspecting a lot of folks that we have watching along right now have never actually seen a term sheet. And I think it's important to word, uh, to understand 